Hey everyone, you're listening to the Simple Electronics Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, from the Simple Electronics YouTube channel. And with me today, as promised, I have a very special guest. Um, you might know her as Vero, as Verowak, or just as my wife. How are you, Vero? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I do want to add that uh, Johnny Bergdahl was nice enough to offer to be on the podcast. And it's not that I didn't want him on. It's just that um, I didn't feel like coordinating with anyone because I didn't know when I could shoot this. So um, Vero is graciously offered to join in and save my voice from speaking for an hour straight. Um, we can just let you speak an hour straight, right? I can just sign off now. Yeah, for sure. I can talk about, you know, a lot of things, definitely. <laughs> Stuff and things. Well, you have <laughs> one of my uh, upcoming projects. I should have the video done this week on your desk right now. Um, I do. Would you, would you try to describe it as accurately as possible to the <laughs> audience? And let's see how close you get to, um, to what it is. I mean, I guess I would say is, you know, some kind of device that acts like a, a stream deck. So you can basically link up certain commands to it and you press buttons and they happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the gist of it. Um, how about, can you describe it physically? Let's see. Let's see if people can guess what it looks like. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, fine. Just throw me under the bus like that. Absolutely. Um, my dad was a bus driver, so it runs in the family. There we go. Um, so I guess I would say it is probably like, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm going to say 12 centimeters wide, um, maybe like eight centimeters tall and it sort of, um, is blue and there's six, <laughs> there's 16 buttons. So you oh, can there we you know, go. link up 16 buttons and, um, you know, there's some, uh, there's a, a a board a microcontroller to the right hand side <laughs> i was talking about the green board oh the green the pcb there we go the pcb and i was gonna say the microcontroller but obviously you you um yeah, i spoiled you, it interrupted me clearly yeah and, of course because yeah you were getting there for sure yeah i was getting there i was going with the the broad strokes right and then i'm gonna interrupt down. you again and say that uh, before vero can say it uh, just so you guys know that she knew it um it is a 18 mega 32 u4 uh chip which is basically an Arduino Pro Micro. I always got those confused because the Pro Mini is the one without the USB. It's the one that can do um, uh, HID, human interface device um, stuff. So basically you can interface with the world. So yeah, it's basically a, if you know, if, if you guys know Dustin Watts's uh, free touch deck or ESP32 touchdown, one is the open source one, one is the one he sells. Uh, this is a crappy version of that, basically. So uh, the the plan is to put one in Faroe's hands uh, so that she can use it on her streaming and stuff. I you actually have... literally have it in my hands at the moment. <laughs> you literally do. <laughs> um, so first of all, um, the audience is probably going a little nuts on how much I'm using these uh, linear key switches instead of the typical little tactile clicky switches um, can you can you explain to the audience how it feels to push these buttons if this is better than like, you know, a TV remote control or something like that? Oh, my God, it feels amazing. The buttons are awesome. Like, it's just like pressing a keyboard, but 
I would say it feels better. You hear that, guys? I am not wasting my time. I have at least one satisfied <laughs> person. And honestly, the most important person to satisfy. You know, happy wife, happy life. So there we go. Just For a reminder, me, because I said that, you still have to wash the dishes. That's fine. I mean, I was planning on washing the dishes anyway. Okay. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it, these so basically I'm I'm infatuated with these key switches lately. It's been all that's been on my mind. And the reason for that is because the feel is awesome as Vero just confirmed. I don't think you were being sarcastic. Were you being sarcastic? No, no. I love okay, <laughs> I, I really like the feel of uh like keyboard switches and stuff, especially if it's mechanical keyboards which like keys or clackety ones basically. They sound amazing and these ones feel amazing. Yeah, and they're also they're rated for like several million actuations, which is great. And they're replaceable. Now, in the one that Vero has, um, they're soldered in, but I have some sockets for the next generation, which will mean that not only can you replace them easily, but you'll be able to like customize the the, the pressure by putting different pressure in. The one that I have uh, on Vero's desk right now is uh, using Utemu Linear Blacks, a Cherry MX style. So they're a little bit stiffer than what Vero's using as a keyboard, the Utemu Reds Linear. How, do you feel the difference, uh, Vero? It does feel different. Like you're, um, the one on the, um, I'm going to call it the Stream Deck, um, feels stiffer, like more solid, if that makes sense. Yep, that's exactly what they're supposed to feel like. Yep, they feel pr they they've designed it and they've built them properly. Then, because that's what it feels like. <laughs> I should be a product tester. Clearly, well, you you are an engineer, so that's true. There you, go. you can trust me then. Yeah, you could be QA. I would love to be QA. I think it'd be nice. Mm hmm. I I you know what I think you're uniquely cut out to do QA because you have uh, quite good attention to detail, but at the same time, I think people are gonna hate working under you or you know working on stuff that has to be QA'd by you because of your attention to detail you know I think people uh, employees sometimes are just in a rush to get stuff out and off their desks so they can move on to the next thing but I think you're you're gonna be delaying that so I don't know it would be a mixed blessing to the industry so a the stuff would be better but b stuff will get delayed what do you think I mean, it, it all depends if you prefer quality or not. Like if you, if you want good quality, then it'll take a little bit longer. If you're satisfied with just having subpar products, that's fine. We can rush things through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. I definitely agree. But I definitely know that companies don't don't really care about quality of product. A lot of them, they care about volume of product. Yeah, it's basically like a, oh, good enough, and we'll move on kind of thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. I've worked is, with um, plenty of things that were rushed, or at least it seemed like they were rushed or just not finished, and then they were you know published or implemented, and then all of a sudden I have to do all the QA because nothing's going right. No one knows how to use things, and yeah. Terrible stuff. Oh, yeah. So... um. Also, I guess while we're here, we might as well promote you have a new project out on YouTube, don't you? Oh, I do. I do. A new YouTube channel. And so tell us about it. First of all, tell us what it is. And then after that, uh, tell people where they can find it. 
So um, I will start by saying that I love movies. I also love stories. I love being immersed in a universe and seeing what happens, seeing how characters play out. It's just fascinating and just so interesting to me. Like half the time, I'm just thinking of different stories in my head. So I wanted to do something related to movies. And as I've been told for the past several years, there are so many movies that I have not seen in my life. Like I've never seen uh, the Harry Potter franchise until this year. I haven't. I hadn't seen... Uh, Star Wars, any of them, or Alien movies. Uh, I haven't seen Back to the Future or Jurassic Park. There's a lot of them that I haven't seen. So my YouTube channel is me watching movies for the first time and reacting and commenting on it, which I think is actually, I'm actually enjoying doing that. So that's, I think that's a great, a uh, huge bonus. And um, the channel is called Verowack Reacts. Verowack was already taken. I don't know how, clearly. Um, so I figured I would um, add to it. For I'm going to have you... like a, a franchise of Verowack channels because that's that's who I I am, I guess, Verowack. And the Verowack channel is mine. It's for my gaming YouTube channel. Are we going to call you the VCU, the Vero, Verowack Cinematic Universe? I mean, hey... You know what? Eventually, if I can um, find a good pace at doing what I'm doing, I would love to start doing short films again. So then we could have a Verowack cinematic universe. Yes. So um, I was recently watching, I think it was today. So we're recording this on July 19th. Um, I think today Linus from Linus Tech Tips released a video uh, talking about the expansion of his business. So he, for those of you who don't know, he does um, tech tips. He does basically um, technology videos, usually based in computers and computer science type things. And he is now expanding. Well, he's expanded so big that he's got like in the double digits employees heading towards the triple digits employees. He's built a merch store, a merch business on top of that. So he's making his own merch, which he's selling. Um, he has actually quite a few aspects of the business that he does by himself or by his company, not by himself. He has a team. But now he's expanding to um, sort of journalism. So he's starting what, what he's calling LTT Labs. He hired a um, manager for that. He hired a bunch of software devs, uh, hardware devs, engineers, and whatever. And they're going to test all of the claims of all of the, um, of the companies that make stuff in the computer space. So they're, they're doing things as far as like testing the durability of the keycaps of keyboards, testing the pressure, the, the, the pushing pressure on a keyboard switch, um, they're testing like repetitions of all sorts of things. They're testing uh, latency of keyboard presses. They're, they're, he's going nuts on all sorts of things like this and expanding in ridiculous directions. And I guess all this to ask my question to you, Vero, <clears throat> would you ever want your YouTube channel to grow or YouTube channels uh, to grow into a business that becomes like an enterprise, like a corporation, like you have 
uh, tens of employees. Do you ever want it to get that big? Um, I would love to be able to do that because I have so many ideas and so many things that I want to do that it's actually not feasible for me to do it all by myself. There's only so many hours in a day. Like I want to have the ability to, you know, create uh, short films, maybe eventually feature films. I love doing um, gaming content. I like doing movie reaction content. I'd love to be able to expand on that. And again, like I said, it, I can't do it by myself. So I would love to be able to have uh, employees and especially like eventually if I can, I'd love to have an editor because that is going to give me so much time to work on other things and help grow. But yeah, I think I would love to have like an enterprise, though I would branch out and do so many different things. It wouldn't be one specific thing, for example, like I wouldn't only do, um, let's say, video game content. I would want to have, what's the saying, hand in different pies or something. A finger in every pie? I don't there know. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. There's a saying like and that. I have no idea. Basically, I want to be able to have a million, like so many things that I can work on. See, I don't, I don't know if I want to get that big because I don't know if the aspect of managing people is for me. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like, let, look, let me give you an example. If I have, let's say, a work schedule, like I want to start work at nine and finish at two, let's just say something, yeah. I guess creative lifestyles are typically like shorter days. But the thing is, I would still want to pay my employee for eight or nine hours for that day. I, I wouldn't want like, just because I think I don't want to work that long doesn't mean I want to, you know, cut my employee's salary. But then I would get into the point where it's like, I would be like, um, you know, uh, I guess anal retentive on making sure my employees are there on time so we can start at nine. But like people have complicated lives and it seems the norm that everyone shows up late these days. I just, you know, I just don't want to deal with that kind of thing. I guess the way I see it is I would like to have the ability to hire people and be like, okay, well, let's say, let's say they, they work salary or whatever, hourly, whatever, how I'm paying them. Um, I would want them to be able to do the tasks that I give them. If I don't give them tasks, well, that's on me. Um, but if I give them a task and, you know, there's a deadline for Friday, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really bothered if it takes them, you know, three days or five days to do it. I should have an idea. Um, so I should be giving them an accurate deadline. And as long as that gets done, I feel like they've earned their, they've earned their, their, their income, their money basically. Yeah. I guess like the task based stuff does make a lot of sense, but I'm, I guess I'm also thinking there's a lot of things that I would want employees for that don't, that aren't task based. Like, um, like for example, being, uh, HR. For example, once you get to a point where you have like 20 employees or whatever, you kind of need HR. Yeah. And so they have to be sort of available when the employees are available. Um, like accounting, right? They they have uh, some tasks which are task-based, but other things are like to manage the finances. And that's kind of like a full-time job. 
So yeah, I guess I guess I just don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. It it is uh, managing things is definitely a whole new ball game. So it makes sense to not necessarily want to deal with that. And I also think that sometimes my vision for what I want to do isn't clear. And then having to explain that to a team doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? That, <laughs> like trying yeah. to translate what I have in my brain. So like, for example, what I talked about the last podcast, um, which I'll just resume for the listeners because I know you've listened to it. Um, All the time. Yes. Every <laughs> single one of them. Is I want to design a, an open standard for remote control cars, actually vehicles in general. So I basically want to design a frame that is flexible enough that you can have enough attachment points to sort of make it whatever you want. If you want to make it a twin motor, uh, a quad motor, a single motor, um, if you want to make it a four by four or a six by six or, or whatever, uh, if you want to make it longer wheelbase, shorter wheelbase, uh, thinner, wider, the, the point is that the, the pieces are basic enough that you can just easily design attachments for them or replacements for them that you can print other stuff to suit your needs. So like, let's say, uh, I would, I would like someone, you know, I would like to dictate that this is what I want and go do it. But how do you even explain that? Like, how do you even like, I feel like the effort it would take me to explain that to, to one of my employees is just as much as like starting to do it myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like maybe maybe I'm just thinking because I'm not, um, I guess, familiar enough with that that type of thing. But that feels like a huge task. I mean, yeah, it risks being pretty big. So I guess in that point, like if you're if you're giving one person a a huge task like that, um, I feel like you would probably want. Uh, like weekly get togethers or something just to just to see the progress because it's not going to be something that just happens from one day to the next, right? It's going to be something that's going to take time. So I feel like, you know, having either a weekly progress or depending on how long the project is just every X amount of days to sort of keep in touch and then see what they've thought of because obviously it's going to be creative. You're not telling them I want exactly this. I want you to replicate this kind of thing. So the creative aspect comes in, which as we've both experienced is vastly different from one person to the next. Oh yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. I, I suppose it's just, you know, it's, it seems, it seems like a bother. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I do want that kind of flexibility to have multiple projects on the go. I would love a large workspace, uh, something like the hacksmith has, which is just basically a warehouse with, every single tool you could possibly want all set up ready to be used. Um, but yeah, to get to that point, I don't think it's viable to be a single, like a, a single entity. I think you'd have to be like a business. And I guess that part is what I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be um, a business because it's just, there's more to it than just uh, the creating part, right? Which is, which is why I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think it also depends on exactly what you want to do also. Like if you if you want to tackle 
certain aspects of um, of anything really if it's like journalism or if it's something creative where I don't know how to explain it, but I guess it depends on the scope of thing and what it is. Yeah. And like, I guess my ideal would be being energized all day and not needing to sleep. That oh, wouldn't would that be, be amazing? That would be my, my idea. I would, I would be so happy because there's a lot of times where I get home from my teaching job which I love. Uh, like a lot of people say, if you if you love a job, you don't really get tired of it. But like, I get physically tired of 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 doing it. Like I want to keep doing it every day, but after a day of teaching, I am drained, and I just don't have the brain horsepower to think of my RC car design, for example. I just I, it's just not in me, and so I would love to be able to come home and work on things after work. But it's just not feasible for me, no, at least. But you also you also need to make sure that you do schedule. And I don't mean, you know, procrastinate instead of being productive. I You need to schedule some downtime for yourself, too. Because if you, you get home and you have in your mind always, oh, I need to be productive. I need to do this. I need to work on that. It's not very relaxing in the evening because there's always something at the back of your head always there reminding you. So if you schedule downtime, you're like, you know what? No, I'm taking the rest of the afternoon off and I'm not going to feel bad. You're like not even thinking of it. I'm going to have fun. It's very different. So that's the kind of time off that I think uh, maybe I'm not an expert, but I think you need to schedule. I mean, I think you're right. But oh, at I the know same I'm time, right. <laughs> you, you heard I it speak, here, folks. I speak from experience. <laughs> but do as I, I say, just... not as I do, by the way. Yeah, because first of all, you have no no time off at all. And then when you do have time off, you're like, well, maybe I'll just be a little productive because I don't yeah, know exactly. what to do. <laughs> well, it's it's true because I guess I don't um, like I don't have uh, like a teaching job, for example, or a, a, a stable job to sort of fall back on kind of thing. So I feel like yeah, that's, guys... that influences um, my decisions a lot. You guys go watch Fro's videos because uh, that's her only income. You know, you guys watch my videos, which I which I love. Um, but at least you know, fourteen weeks a year, I get some some decent money at the college. Uh, but Fro has uh, literally streaming and YouTube. That's that's her that's her income. You, you guys, you guys, do you want her to eat well? <laughs> Go watch her videos. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we've decided that if Ro doesn't bring in any money, she doesn't eat. <laughs> uh huh. That's exactly it. Water is pretty good, right? If I add ice to it, it's pretty much a meal. It's like eating. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I do. I do need to schedule time off, but I I do also need to do more aspects of the channel that I find fun. And one of those things is live streams. And I just haven't, I've haven't had the mental capacity to schedule a live stream, you know, because <laughs> when you schedule one, you still need to make a thumbnail, a description, and then I have to disseminate it to especially like my Patreon and, and stuff like that. So it is work to make one of those thumbnails. And if I'm feeling like work, then I'm also like weeks behind in making videos. So that that's also what I should do. So it's like, 
Have you uh. thought of just get having like a generic thumbnail for your live streams or you want to make them live stream specific? Uh, I want to make them live stream specific. And especially like the next one I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of having a more fun one. I want to play uh, BeamMG uh, on my second channel, which only has one video at the moment. Um, so yeah, I just want to have fun playing computer games and, and stream to a live audience. Probably, and you want to do this on YouTube and not on Twitch for what yeah, reason? So I, well, I made the second channel specifically for this. And I think my forte is YouTube, not Twitch. I don't think asking my audience to jump to Twitch is a good idea. I don't think a lot of people are, are really interested in jumping to um, to Twitch. And I think if I were to do it with enough regularity, then I would want to go on Twitch but since it's just going to be like, you know, a few one-off streams, I I don't I I don't really feel like, um, you know, doing the whole new interface thing. No, I mean that's fair enough. I just I I think I could be wrong, but I think for small channels, Twitch is better than YouTube, at least for discoverability. I'm not sure what YouTube has done to increase um, live stream discoverability because. I have, I still have no idea how to find live streams on YouTube, except if I specifically search for the game. Sometimes I see it at the top if someone's streaming, or if I'm subscribed to the person. Other than that, I honestly have no idea how to find people. They have improved it a bit. So now, if you're live, anytime your channel pops up anywhere, so whether it be on homepage, subscription feed, in a search, or whatever your YouTube logo will now say live underneath it, like in red, and it's surrounded okay. by red. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I guess since it's from the second channel, it's just going to be for fun. It's mostly for my my already followers, not really to get more followers. The Now what I'm interested in gaining uh, viewers from would be like uh, my live streams about electronics. And that I feel like there, there's zero reason for, for Twitch. So the, the other one you can argue that, of course, because it's video games, the visibility might be higher on Twitch. Um, but for the electronics, for sure, there's no, there's, there's no. No, the electronics for sure. I guess so, I just, I don't understand the concept of doing things for fun. So it's hard for me to, um, to understand why, like, you wanting to do this for fun it doesn't it doesn't really it's, compute think about this this way it's like guilt-free fun because it's technically work <laughs> but i'm playing video games <laughs> yeah but i guess you're not looking to grow you're looking to solidify your viewership not grow it it seems yeah like oh so um, I, I guess it's i don't know how that's work i guess in your well i guess in your uh terms it would be like trying to build a community, strengthen a community, I guess. I don't really have a, a community at all. Like I don't have a Discord or, or anything like that. And so I guess when I, uh, the only way I chat with my uh, my viewers is by re responding to their comments. So it's very like one-sided or delayed or whatever. Yeah. So I think I think this is kind of the way to chat with my my audience. And, okay. and it's like a self-selected, it, it's like the better part of my audience because they're the ones who went over to my second channel 
and hit subscribe. And they're the ones who are going to see my community posts saying, you know, on the Simple Electronics channel that on SE Condary there will be a live stream. Um, so I feel like it's just, it's like a, it's like slightly less exclusive than a Patreon stream, but more exclusive than a YouTube video. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, again, I don't think we, um, we see things the same. So I have a very hard time understanding that, which is fine because yeah. we have and very I mean, different uh, ways of doing things. <laughs> and I mean, let's be, let's be clear for everyone listening. You've been streaming live for how many years now? Way too many. Four years. So yeah, Vero's been live for four years, um, sometimes seven days a week. Uh, so a lot of times it was, for, for most of it, it was six days a week. And now it's somewhere around uh, five days a week, no, four days four. a week, four days a week. But but honestly, there were, there were weeks where it was seven. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So me, on the other hand, I think I have about, I don't know, half a dozen live streams under my belt. So it's not quite the same. We don't have the same views on it, which is it's pretty, pretty clear. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. Different. Yeah. Because, yeah, poor Vero has to go to work every day, really. It, I mean, how many hours? It's like you say it's you, you plan for like four, but it always ends up being like five or more. Uh, I would say no, but um, I aim for four and then sometimes I go to five. Okay. Just it's the it's the times where I expect it to be four where it's never four. <laughs> it's always like that. Expect the unexpected. I know. Always on my toes when Vero's around. Yeah. Especially because she scares the bejesus out of me all the time. Yeah, I think maybe you just need to listen better. I don't know. I think my honestly, I do think my ears are damaged from working at the shop so long. It's quite possible. It's quite possible, yeah. But I, I think you purposely sneak up on me in like your uh uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake outfit and then like I'll turn around and I'll do something at the stove and then she'll pop out of a light fixture and scare the crap out of me. I don't know. I just move normally. I don't uh, I don't purposely move extremely silently. It just sort of it's just sort of what I do. I think it's by purpose. I you know what? Maybe I feel like if I tried to do this on purpose, I would like stub my toe or like hit something <laughs> on the way and then it would never work. So it's sort of one of those things where the less effort I put into it, the better it is. Yeah. And I think what what is quite entertaining is Vero is like um, abnormally graceful at difficult things and abnormally clumsy at easy things. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, I would consider the easy things difficult, though. But, you know, that's just point of view. Like, that's how you see it. I mean, there was a time early in our relationship where she would bonk her head at least once a week. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like on the or corner. like my funny bone. Those were like the two, the two main <laughs> yep. you know, victims, I guess. You probably have nerve damage in your arm at this point. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, no matter what I did, all of a sudden there's something to hit my elbow on, whether it's like the doorknob or the corner of a wall or just anything. Fridge door, cabinet door. <laughs> so you guys know uh, in ninja movies when the ninjas like they run really fast and they can run on top of water. Uh, so I picture Vero doing that perfectly and then once she gets to the other side turn around and you know 
bring her hand to her, her mouth to say, it's your turn, and then just smacking herself in the face with her hand or something. <laughs> it has happened before, so, you know, <laughs> it's not just, out of the realm of possibility. What was it, yesterday you hit yourself in the face with the umbrella? Oh, yeah. Because you were under a branch that you thought was higher? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just sort of, the umbrella just sort of went in my face. Yeah, but again, you you ask her to do things that are like nigh impossible, like uh, I don't know, throw this rope over this pole, and if you if you miss, you know, we're gonna die. She would do it first first try, <laughs> but then she'd roll her ankle getting out of a boat or something. <laughs> I yep. don't know. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. You, I I can't fake this. It's just sort of these things that sort of happen and. I cannot explain them. Uh huh. Like that time where, um, well, I guess I guess this is fairly common. You know, um, my my art table thing. <laughs> oh my god! So yes. My art table. It's uh, it's standing height because it's just much more comfortable doing things standing a lot of times. And I guess um, I did something underneath. I think I was plugging something in, and then I decided to stand up as you do normally. And I hit my forehead on the corner of the, I guess the the wood plank, and yeah. uh, I got a nice 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 scar. Well, I guess I don't have a scar now, but I got a nice bobo on that. It looked yeah. like the Harry Potter scar a little bit. So yeah, it was scabbed for quite a while. I think I actually did that like five minutes before a stream too, because I mean, why not? <laughs> and like for example, Vero seems to react very harshly to poison ivy and so we were cutting the hedges and i'm like okay this area like we know like she knows where it is but i'm like don't don't just make sure you don't pick up in this area because there's poison ivy and we'll go a little bit wider i'll do that don't worry and i'll pull the poison ivy at the same time so vero avoided the spot by like, like a my large life margin. depended on it basically by a huge margin by yeah. the way it was like at least three feet or a meter from the edge of the poison ivy. But yet somehow, even with me pulling all the poison ivy uh, with gloves, mind you, but I did, I did like scratch myself a few times um, because I couldn't help it. I didn't get any poison ivy and Vero got like what, four spots of poison ivy. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying um, since I didn't go anywhere near the poison ivy and you did, I feel like, you're the reason I got poison ivy. So you are the one that spread the poison ivy on me. I mean, that sounds logical. So how about I just give you my Patreon income for the next couple of months to compensate? No, no, oh, no. Oh. So, <laughs> so no compensation, huh? No, compensation is me pushing you in the water. <laughs> in the pool, yeah. In the pool, yeah. Very likely... Uh, I'll have my my phone in my pocket. Well, I'll make sure to remove it and they'll say, this is compensation. Oh, just come here. And then bam, you're in the water. By the way, guys, it is uh, it went up to 31C today. Um, let's see, 31C2F. Uh, so everyone in the US, Liberia, and Myanmar, it's uh, 87.8 degrees. Um, plus the humidity, I don't know how high it actually went, but it was, uh, ridiculous. So I went into the pool and, uh, we can't afford to run the pump all day. So we only run it overnight when the electricity is a bit cheaper. 
And so the water was still. So when I got in, there were sections of the pool where the water was like hot, like hot, hot. And there were sections of the pool where the water was like cold. And um, I don't know where the thermometer was sitting exactly, but um, yeah, it was a, the water was either 28 or 29 degrees Celsius, uh, which is 29 is 84 degrees Fahrenheit for my Liberians and Myanmarians out there. So it is hot. I would say no, but that's just me. <laughs> but you went after the sun was setting already, like was lower in the sky. So there was casting shadows, right? Yeah. The issue is that if there is no sun, the odds of me being warm are low. So mm -hmm. the sun was not there. So I was not, I wasn't overheating or anything. And yeah, that's, that was unfortunate. Verosa reptile, basically. She seeks the, the warm spots. She seeks the sun. Oh yeah, for sure. She's cold blooded. Yeah, definitely. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, I would never, I, I keep saying this every time I reference the pool, I would never recommend anybody ever buy a house with a pool because honestly, we're just, I mean, we don't make very much money and the pool is a money sink. Mm -hmm. it, like if you think cars are pieces of crap, you should see how pool equipment is made. And the fact that there's nothing you can really repair, you have to replace parts like, like the pump is like, you know, as like a basket and, and a housing and an impeller and then a motor. Well, none of the individual components cost less than like $60. It's ridiculous. But um, I think one of our issues though, I would say if you have a pool, it's good if you don't have AC because if you're indoors in, in the air conditioning, like that's already lowering the temperature. So if you have it set at, even if you have it set at like, you know, 22, 23 degrees, which is who knows what in Fahrenheit. Um, 23 is 73 degrees for my Liberians and my Amarians out there. There we go. Like you're all, I feel like I'm already cool enough in the house. Well, I'm usually freezing in the house because the AC, so that doesn't help. So I'm not like, oh my God, I would love to go in the pool to cool down. I'm like, no, I need to warm up because I'm so cold. So I'm not, I would have to go outside, stand in the sun for a while to thaw and then warm up before I'm like, oh, time to cool down in the pool kind of thing. Yeah, you're totally a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're 100% a lizard. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but I would recommend personally AC instead of a pool because um, the pool is like, it's honestly really expensive because it costs, I think it costs as much or more than the AC, just in electricity to run. Uh, we have a heater, but it's like a solar heater. It's on the, it's on the roof. So it doesn't cost us anything to heat the pool, but some people have gas heaters. So they're burning fossil fuels to warm up this pool. And like, honestly, like our, our heater doesn't even work because it, it needs to have sun on it. And the only time it gets sun on it is on the weekends when electricity is, is at the cheap rate. And our pool was like 28 degrees. So it, it's pretty ridiculous. It's hot. Yeah. But I think having an above ground pool would be different. Um, I would still not want one, but it's still, I would say it's better than an in-ground pool unless you know you're going to use it a lot. Yeah. And uh, oh, another thing, 
um, we, our house is on a tiny lot. So the pool is like the width of our backyard. And that, that doesn't, I'm not saying we have a giant pool, but our backyard is so narrow that it takes up the whole width of the backyard. And so the section that's like past the pool, like in the back of the pool is lost because we hardly ever go there because it's like you have to walk around the pool all the it's time. It's so far. It's just it's, not, it's just not great. No, you it's know? not. The setup is definitely not great. Uh, I would rather have um, the the back part of the yard closer. Um, I would also not not want trees at the back either because that's all going in the pool and it's so annoying. Oh yeah, the the trees every spring the trees sperm all over the pool. Yeah, and then um, everything blows into the pool during the summer, and then in the fall all the trees just yak all their leaves into the, into the pool. Yeah. This is, this, you know what? I'm sounding like a first world complainer <laughs> yes. right here. But um, the thing is when you're looking at a house to buy and we bought, I mean, we bought a while ago now. It's been 10 years. Jeez. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at a house to buy, just consider that the pool is going to add to costs considerably. That's all. And that's maintenance. All. And it's and just, it's a lot of time, time also, especially like, opening it up you have to learn how it works or i mean you can you could just i guess people do this pay someone to do it for you yeah the lady we bought the house off of she was an old lady she had i believe she had like a lawn maintenance company she had hedge maintenance companies she had uh, the pool maintenance company um so they took care of a lot of stuff for her and she was retired so she had all the you know quote unquote all the time in the world um, I don't, I, I, I don't enjoy doing pool work or maintenance work or anything like that. So I guess it, that's why I also feel like it's a chore. Yeah. So. I think, I think my issue is that it feels like I'm literally, as I'm putting chlorine in, I'm just like throwing money into it. Oh yeah. Which especially I'm like, as, this is, this is silly. Especially since this year, chlorine is up 20% and yeah. That was pre-massive inflation spike, so I'm not even sure what it's going to be worth uh, next year, but it's going to be really expensive. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, pools. I do want to use the pool more, though, so I have to, you know, do that, but it has to be sunny out. Yeah, get get in there. Well, I think it's supposed to be sunny this whole week. I think so. No, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to rain. Really? I thought it was supposed to rain Thursday. Uh, This is... The Simple Electronics Podcast always devolves into weather conversations. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Thursday, rain. Oh, we'll Friday, lied. Saturday, thunderstorms. Sunday, thunderstorms. Okay, so, so tomorrow. Possibly. Still all hot, though. Yeah. yeah. So uh, bringing it back to electronics, we co-thought of an electronics project that I could tackle. Do you remember what that was? Yes, the on-air red light. Mm-hmm. Or recording rather. So really interesting. We have two people living in the house. Um, both of them on this podcast, in fact. Um, what are the odds of that? Wow. Funny enough, we're sitting floors apart from each other. <laughs> since my workshop is in the basement and Vero's streaming space is upstairs. I believe um, there's probably like a 10 degree difference between our, our spaces. Uh, yeah, I think there is a big delta like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what it is, is that um, we need a way to signal to each other 
that we're recording. Uh, especially, I don't know about about Vero, but specifically for me, uh, sometimes my recordings in stops and starts. So if I have to announce it every time, it's kind of like I'll forget. First of all, and second of all, sometimes I take a pause from recording for soldering stuff off camera and whatever. Anyways, it's a pain in the butt. So what Vero and I thought of is to have a light on the main floor with both uh, a on-air sort of light or recording light for her and one for me. And so if I'm recording, I can press the button and it'll say that I'm recording and when I'm done, I can press it again. And same thing with hers. And then we can easily know if each other's recording or not. Yeah, it's not like there's anything that already exists, like Discord or text messaging or anything. So I figured this is probably the best thing we can do. Yeah, it's too too annoying, too annoying. Dis- Discord, <laughs> you know, and this is easy because it's it's like more clear because sometimes I'll be like, are you recording on Discord? And then she doesn't answer me, um, probably because she's rude, but also Definitely. probably because she's busy recording. So she can't tell me <laughs> that she's recording. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so what I was thinking for the viewers out there, I think this is going to be the time where I finally tackle the NRF 24 L01. The, um, and for those of you who aren't savvy, that is a radio transceiver that you can interface with Arduino. So I want the transceiver because I want to be able to send a signal from uh, Vero's room to the main floor. And then I also want to be able to send a, a signal from my room to the main floor. And on top of that, I want to possibly be able to send that signal from my room to the main floor and the main floor back to Vero's room so that we can have the on-air lights in the main floor, but we can also have like on-air lights on our button. So when Vero presses the button, hers lights up, the main floor one lights up, and then maybe the one at my desk down here will light up as well. And so if you use a transceiver, then there's two-way communication instead of one-way communication. And so that might be a really nice project. It, do you have any um, any features you want on there, Vero? Um, no, I just, I guess I just want to be able to know the, I want the light to be on whenever you're recording. Okay. That's literally all I would like because yeah, sometimes you refuse to tell me when you're recording. So I'm like, fine, I'll try not to fall down the stairs and be quiet. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a hassle always having to be careful like that. And, and see, this is totally Vero too, because if I'm recording, she would be able to not fall down the stairs. But if there's, it doesn't matter, like nobody's recording, she won't interrupt anybody, then she's liable to fall down the stairs. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. If you're recording and I'm being careful, that's when I would fall down the stairs. Actually, probably, yeah, <laughs> not that I think about it. It so, depends, though, because the rule is if it matters, you'll pass it. If it doesn't matter, you'll fail it. Um. So I guess it didn't matter if I got bruised? Jeez, okay. No. <laughs> Wow. It doesn't matter. It'll happen. Well, let me just, you know, get a massive bruise on my back 
I need one of these, the, the buttons where I, I just say technical difficulties and you know, I have some, <laughs> some music. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do want to say, though, I, I'm like completely amazed that you just know so much about this. I'm like, I wish I knew so much about a subject that I would be like, oh, my God, I can think of all these things to do. You see, my my issue is that I know so and this is going to sound weird after what you just said but i feel like i know so little that every single idea i have requires an incredible amount of research but you're great at researching you're great at learning things and even retaining stuff oh uh, like yes. coding is incredibly difficult for me and the unfortunate part is that most of this project is going to be recording. Like I might ask you recording. to do some uh, programming. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah. Programming <laughs> is the hard part. Coding, coding is the hard yeah. part. And unfortunately, most of it will be coding. And like, I can ask you, for example, to make me an like uh, the to to make me the on air light art. Like, pick the font and you know make the design and whatever, and then I can just import that into um, uh, into fusion, extrude it into a box, 3d print it, slap a light inside, easy peasy lemon squeezy. But you know, the part that's difficult for me is I'm going to have to code, you know, these two NRF 24 LO one, the three NRF, uh, 24 LO one modules to communicate back and forth. And I know it's doable. I look at the tutorials, but for whatever reason, when I try to code it myself, it's nonsense. Or like they send like single bits over, right? There's like a, an, an example where they send like a, like, like a one or a zero over and then, okay, that's fine. I copy the code exactly and it works. Now I'm like, I need to send, you know, two bits over. So I change it to two bits, like a one, one or a one zero or whatever. And I change the length that the module is expecting to send to two instead of one. And then it doesn't work. <laughs> like okay. it stops working. And like there are like examples on how to send a string over. But the thing is the, the data that I'm sending isn't a string. So it doesn't work. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's never um, an example that shows me what I need to do exactly or that's exactly what I need to do and in modifying the examples to make it work for my purposes it never freaking works I cannot I can't understand it and I also I don't even know what it is I need to understand in order to ask the question how do I make this work yeah I mean so that's is, completely understandable yeah so this is what I feel when when people say because like I do have some of my comment section saying like you know so much and you tell me that all the time um but what i feel like is i know just enough to get me in way over my head um then i, I guess you 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 managed to hide that fact because that's not at all what it seems like yeah i guess i guess i um i don't know if i purposely hide it but i definitely don't take on coding challenges because it's like 
it's impossible. Like I would love to be in a place like where another maker is, uh, which I know listens to these podcasts. So you're hearing. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, I would love to be in a place where he is, where like he's, um, I don't know if he wants to talk about this project yet, but he embarked on this massive project and he, he had it mostly done in like a week. Like he just like, I don't know. He just like did the old jazz hands routine on his keyboard and ended up with like this like incredible working piece of great code. Like, damn, I wish I was at that far. And you know what? I always get uh, discouraged like an hour into learning how to code because it's like, I always feel like I'm missing a step to make me understand. You know what I mean? But I feel like at the same time you have, Oh, hands in all the baskets or whatever. Anyways, I don't remember. <laughs> a finger in every pie. No, hold, it's something about baskets, isn't it? Uh, all the eggs in one basket? An egg in every basket? I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, okay, fine. You're, You're an egg expert. I don't, I don't know what the saying is. This is why I can't English, I guess. Um, Comment or, section, go. Yes, please. What am I trying to say? Basically, you're just dabbling into a lot of different things. So I feel like, let's say you would, like I'm not saying you do this, obviously, but let's say you abandoned everything you did aside from teaching and then focused on coding. I feel like then you would have more focus, more energy, and more ability to learn it. I could be wrong, but um, that's what it feels like because if you stretch yourself too thin it's hard to do more. Like it's hard to learn coding, for example, especially if you sort of give yourself a time limit or a time crunch or you feel guilty or anything like, well, I should be learning this already. I should know how to do it. And I need it for this. I need it for that. You're putting more pressure on yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that. There's definitely that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's something I think the, the thing is, I think my difficulties do arise from that, but I also think that it has something to do with the way my brain processes like math and math-like stuff because I have the exact same issue in math. I cannot grasp it. It has like... Random question. Do you teach math? I do. Oh, weird. I huh, okay. I teach uh, remedial math, trades math. Oh, but you still you still teach math. Okay, just had to make yes, that clear to yes, everyone. Yes, there is... <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there's literally an engineer in the house and the one who's teaching math is the one who flunked math in high school. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> you're, you're teaching math. That's all that, that's, that's my case in point and that's it. Nothing else needs to be added. <laughs> it's, like re, it's remedial math. It's math. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. But I'd like, I mean, I would love to focus on coding, but feel like because I have so many things going on, I I feel like I can't justify learning coding when I have so many other things that I should be working on instead. So let me let me ask you something. If you had a bunch of people join your Patreon and say, I'm joining Patreon so you can focus a little bit more on coding, would you sacrifice, would you put more time aside to do coding? Well, I would... I think the first thing, though, I would need an editor in order to free up some time because just like people joining Patreon doesn't mean I can stop doing whatever I'm doing. I still need to get the content going. Um, so unless I like drop one of the things, I would still need to find more time, which I think an editor is probably 
the best way. I haven't really thought this through. This is sort of just what I I feel yeah, like. Nothing's planned, folks. So this is just off the top of our heads. Yeah, no, definitely not. So um, I feel like that's the thing. So if people do join Patreon, that'd be that'd be great because I wouldn't, you know, feel um, as, obliged, stressed. Um, I guess as stressed, I guess would be the n- nicest way to put it. Um, I wouldn't feel as stressed about things, but I would still need to put out some content. So if for some reason, let's just say like complete what if scenario, YouTube does really well and stream doesn't do very well, then I would probably start thinking of dropping stream, which would free up some time, whether that would go for YouTube. Um, If YouTube is doing well, I probably wouldn't need to put extra time in YouTube. I could focus on like learning coding, for example. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the numbers and like, yes, Patreon would be great, but you'd have to like, what's, what's, what's the word like when you're trying to say double, but it's 10 X. <laughs> <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> yeah, you Well, you need a, a yeah. order of magnitude, more income from yeah, Patreon sure. in order to drop. This is, see, this is what, people don't understand about being a creative person yeah a lot of people watch sure but in order to monetize you need to especially if you're not going aggressive on the monetization you need you know probably about um 10 or 20 times more views than people assume you need yeah definitely this is so weird. There's a dog barking outside and I hear it outside, but I also hear it in my headphones because Vero's mic is picking it up. <laughs> is it picking it up? Yeah, very, very slightly. So I'm hearing like an echo. Wow, basically. my gain is lowest possible on my mic. Yeah, that's, oh, that's okay. You know, people are, are used to this uh, pokey uh, YouTube channel. Don't worry about it. It's all it's all good here. We're, we're all amongst good company and people who are a bad company, I just, you know, delete their comments anyways. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. I've actually only I think I've only deleted spam comments and two comments, maybe three of my whole YouTube career. Cuz I do um I'm a I'm a I'm a relative proponent of free speech. I don't take it to the extreme. Like if you want to, you know, love some 1930s or 40s era German ruler, then, I mean, that's your prerogative, but not on my channel. Um, but there are people who don't like the people I talk about and I delete their comments because if I have a guest or whatever and they, people say bad stuff about them, like my, they're, they're guests, they're not here to take your crap. So, so basically, I don't delete anybody's comments unless they're being abusive to other people. Um, I just, uh, I just recently actually, I deleted one comment. I think that was Did the you? first time I deleted a comment. Yeah, I showed Did you the, um, the comment. The oh, the long one. The long one, yeah. Yeah, that's. I I think that person deserved it. You want to talk about it or no? Um. Well, considering I don't remember much of it, um, you're the one with the memory. I have uh, <laughs> non-existent memory. Um, but I guess they were just they were just being 
I guess condescending and like I'm playing a game. If you play a game for the first time, you're going to make mistakes, right? You're not going to have everything completely figured out or doing things perfectly. But I, I guess a mistakes lot of mistakes is the wrong word here even because you're just you're discovering the game. It's not even mistakes just I think he was complaining that you were unoptimized. Um no, he was also complaining that I was um I guess do yeah, doing things wrong because you know, sometimes using um the wrong command to, to like instead of telling them to attack, I accidentally told them to walk. So like mistakes like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, so, it's, I mean, it's, that's not optimization if you're, you know, sending in your units to get killed because you forgot to press the right button kind of thing. But yeah. even then, yeah, a lot of people just expect flawless gameplay all the time, which is absolutely nonsense. And I completely understand this is the internet. So everyone knows everything way more than me. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what my expertise is in. Everyone knows way better than me, according to the internet. So... But still, like you don't have to be a douchebag about it. I think that's the problem is the delivery of it. If they said, oh, hey, um, you know, if they if they said things in a positive light, um, I would be fine. But if, if you're like telling me in caps what I should be doing and to never do this again because of this, like, like yeah, no, thanks. Bye. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, as you become more popular because you're a woman on the Internet, it's going to get worse. Yeah, which I mean, which is fine. I mean, I, that's just the kind of stuff I just don't want. I just have to make the decision if I want to delete the comments or or respond or not at all, right? I think that's where I have to decide what I want to do, how I want to handle it. Yeah, and that makes sense. So I, I yeah, I err on not deleting the comments. Um, I think my defense, and I obviously our situations are different. So what works for me may not work for you. But like what I've, what it would brought me satisfaction, I should say, is I've, you know, when people tell me I've done things completely wrong, I usually just reply like, well, I went onto your channel to check how to do it right. And guess what? There's not a single video. And so can you please publish a video to show me how to do it right? And that usually at least makes me satisfied. I know these people don't, don't care, but you know, makes me happy and that's all that counts yeah i feel like i want to respond sarcastically but a lot of my sarcasm is like oh i'm sorry did did you want to blah 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 but if if you write that there is no sarcasm so i would be apologizing to them and i don't want to get that across that's very true so it's hard the, yeah so i feel like with with messages or like even texting or anything it's so hard to get sarcasm across and a lot of people don't even understand sarcasm which makes it even harder so instead of responding and making them feel like oh my god they apologize that's awesome kind of thing i i would rather yeah not respond unfortunately because i would love to be sarcastic back but i know sarcasm falls flat because i've been told so many times that uh, people don't know when i'm being sarcastic uh so like in person so even less so if it's in, in text format. Yeah, actually, that's a good thing to tell people who are bound to comment. Like, for example, the people listening to uh, a random electronics podcast. Um, if you're going to be sarcastic in a comment, make sure it is extremely clear. 
Yes. Because it's very hard for the person reading your comment to understand your intention because your words don't carry the extra intention that you would add by gesturing or facial uh, expression or stuff like that. They are very literal. Uh, they come off very literal. So if you're if you want to make a sarcastic comment, finish it with the backslash s. Yeah, because exactly. Without the intent, your words are taken word for word. We don't know you. Um, you know, if you're someone that we've interacted with a lot, then maybe then uh, it would be acceptable. But everyone else reading your comment will think you're one hundred percent serious. Yeah, it's, just it's, so you know. yeah, which is really hard, especially like during live streaming, right? Like. I'm, I could be be playing a game and then someone comes in and says something. I'm like, why are you being such a douchebag? And they're like, oh, I was kidding. I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to know this? You had no indication whatsoever because a lot of times, at least in streaming, emotes help to convey your intention. So if you just write something without any emotes, I don't know how you're saying this. So I'm going to interpret it however I read it. And a lot of times it's most likely negative because people do tend to say, oh, hey, you're doing this wrong. Oh, hey, they point out mistakes, not, oh my God, you're doing so good kind of thing. Yeah, like 100%. So just something to keep in mind when you're commenting on people's videos or uh, talking during a live stream, your intention is not as clear as you think. And in fact, it's not clear at all unless it's literally written there word for word. So keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely. It it goes a long way because it's so hard. It's it's impossible to tell your intention unless you know the person. Absolutely. Um aside from that, uh do we have any closing thoughts? Do you want to um tell people where they can find you maybe? Um everywhere on the internet. I've got three YouTube channels. Um only three? Uh, trying yeah. to think. Okay, there's Vero Art. Yeah, Vero so Wack. there's Vero Wack. There's um, Vero Wack Reacts, the new one that you should go check out because I'm watching Harry Potter for the first time. And subscribe. Uh, Vero Art, which I'm hoping, this is another one that I want to pick up again, but I need to find time somehow, magically. Um, And there is, I mean, there is the the one for the two, two short films, I guess. But oh, that yeah. isn't really updated ever um so unless i can make more short films that one is sort of just a here's two short films that have been done kind of thing so um, aside then... from that on twitch i am known as verowack so basically verowack on twitter or instagram or twitch no one else uses that name except for me so there we go oh and tiktok it seems but i don't really do much on there yet did you do anything on tiktok i think i have two one one video on tiktok i don't know maybe two was, i'd have to check i was uh just about to start making content but there's this big um data collection expose that they're collecting incredible amounts of data and about like three times more than they say they're collecting so don't know if i'm ever going on tiktok but i don't know apparently there's demand for um electronics talk basically i mean tiktok is one of the best places 
to put your content on like not you specifically but in general because so many people are on tiktok it's absolutely insane like for uh, example um growing a community on twitch is very difficult you can get lucky but you need to basically go on twitter and youtube and tiktok and sort of like bring people to the twitch community in order for it to work well for the most people obviously there's exceptions but that is i guess one of the biggest things I forget who said it. I think it might have been William Osman, uh, who he he said he you can go up to anybody who uses TikTok a lot, and you can ask them to describe to you one of the TikToks they saw today, and they won't be able to describe it. He said really? he's tried this experiment multiple times, and people are just so. Like he thinks it's it's something to do with the speed at which everything scrolls by and it goes so quick and it has no substance that literally it's like just like ju just like a, a dopamine hit and not not much else. There's you just scroll endlessly, and so he says it's a bit scary. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah, because honestly, I've done it. I went through the YouTube Shorts. Uh, twice now where I've scrolled for an hour or two and I guess the only thing I can describe is I found uh, one guy's channel through it but I don't remember any of the shorts he did <laughs> um, interesting uh, yeah actually I remember the, the subject matter but I can't, re I can't describe one of the shorts because basically he watches um, people who are selling like Chineseium tools and he explains how they're doing it wrong and how they're faking their results and stuff like that. But I can't really describe to you one, a specific one of the videos. Hmm. Interesting. It's, uh, yeah. It's a bit disconcerting. Oh, it definitely is. I think everything now is just, um, short, short, short attention spans. Yeah. I, and I think it's getting worse, not better. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I'm surprised people still watch movies. Yeah, but if you, if you notice the movies from the 80s and 90s and 2000s are made different than the ones more recently. More recently, everything is more to the point. No, that's, ver no that's very true because even, even for, for us, for example, seeing movies that were made in like the 80s and 70s, it is so slow paced. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think we are getting a lot more short attention spans, but it's weird because at the same time, uh, podcasts have had a renaissance in the last like five-ish years. So it feels like the long-form content is needed and the short-form content is needed. And I think it's like in-between stuff that's dying off. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's fascinating yet so so strange yeah so dale gribble king of the hill he says tvs are getting bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller soon the medium tv will be extinct <laughs> it's like that for <laughs> videos <laughs> yeah no that's true but anyways um so i'm gonna put all your links in the description um but which video which one video do you want everyone to go you know, watch and like and put a comment on. 
I I would say my my movie react one because it's something that basically like I would say something more people can enjoy instead okay. of like a certain video game, right? Because it could be hard to to know what's going on. So the movie is pretty straightforward. And I've, I've tried to do my best to sort of highlight some important plot points and stuff, but yeah. Okay, so then um, all of Vero's links will be in the description, but the first link will be to that specific video. So I want you guys to go watch it. I want you guys to you know hit subscribe if you're going to be watching more of that kind of content. It's actually not a good idea to subscribe if you're not going to watch any more of that kind of content. And I want you to thumbs up the video and uh, leave a comment saying that you came from the podcast so we can see the reach of the podcast. That'd be pretty great. And uh, hopefully you'll like it and hopefully you'll subscribe and hopefully we'll see you in the comment sections for the uh, future videos because you have another one ready to release shortly, right? Yeah, I'm hoping by, um, you know, all things considered, Friday would be great. Okay, so by the time the audio version of this podcast goes live... Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to the audio version on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever the heck else I submitted it for, um, there might be a video available for you. If not, then uh, early next week at the latest, I would say. Definitely, yeah. So, Vero, thanks for taking your time uh, to talk to me today and talk to the audience today. I hope that uh, hope that you had a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know I'm always available whenever, especially because I don't have to think of the questions. You have to think of the questions. <laughs> I do. And I'd much rather think of the questions than talk nonstop for an hour. So thank you for that. There we go. You know where to find me. Have your people okay, call my people. Exactly. And I want you guys to go over and uh, do the things. Go watch the video and uh, share some feedback on it. And hopefully we're going to catch you in the next podcast episode. Thanks for listening, guys.